studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Holy moly, it's 9 o'clock already. It's time for social studies with Sarah Cazell. Take it away, Sarah. Let's do it. Welcome in to social studies. We do it every single day at 9 o'clock. We're on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. You know what I noticed? None of us are wearing like sun stuff today. Opening day. Sometimes I never do that. You never do that for no. good luck or for the, the start of the season. Yeah, when you're 12. <laughs> I was just going to say someone out in the newsroom uh, who works on our air is wearing a sun shirt. But um, who's I, that? It's Maloney. But once, but once Big Maloney. was like, if you're 12, I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't want to dog her. Sorry, Maloney. We love you, girl. <laughs> we love you. And you were super cute in that shirt, by the I way. I just rest, dressed to be camera ready this morning. Oh, yeah? Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Is that right? Hi. Hey. Why didn't you wear a sun shirt, Jared? Oh, he's eating his hand fruit. Sorry, he doesn't have time to answer my question. Okay. I thought I was done with this part of the segment. Sorry. <laughs> he just yeah. sets the table and then leaves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there, that, that'll <laughs> fool him. That'll <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is a good one, too. It's a nice crisp pear. You ever Ooh. see uh, Chris Kattan on Saturday Night Live when he played Mr. Peepers eating an apple? That's yes. pretty much Jarrett eating his hand yeah, fruit. That's kind of yeah. what he does. We'll have to find yeah. that on YouTube later. All right. Uh, again, this is Social Studies, and we are on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. That's where our questions go every single day. Thanks to all of you who uh, always have such fun, creative responses to the questions that Jarrett Carlin posts. So let's start with the Phoenix Suns. We've been talking about them all morning. They open up their season tonight against Luke. A ho! <laughs> and the Dallas Mavericks starting at 7, downtown Phoenix. Be there or be square. Open ended question, guys. What is the number one thing you are most looking forward to seeing out of the Suns against the Mavs? Um, yeah, just a, a sense of vengeance. Just, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I, that, that's what I want to see. I mean, it, it's, I know they're downplaying it, but they've, they've got to be feeling it. It, it's, it's, it, they've talked around this game and that outcome. It, 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 what they truly feel about what happened to them, they must be, they must be yearning for this. So I, oh, yeah. I think, I personally, I think they're going to pound the Mavericks tonight. Yeah, I, I don't know if I feel as confident about that. I think the Mavericks have a pretty good team. Yeah. But I, what I'm most excited, it's, it's going to sound vanilla when I say it. I'm just, five months to me has seemed like an eternity totally. of breaking apart all the psychological aspects of that game, how much it lingers, all the soap opera and storylines we've talked about in this offseason. I'm just glad this is step one of moving forward. And I don't know how it turns out. This might be a disappointing season, but I'm just glad we're moving on from that. And just think, pretty much since May, the Suns have not not been a topic. Right. Like they've been a topic pretty much something. every week since May with something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether it was the Durant pursuit, the DeAndre Ayton contract, the offer sheet, the Robert Cam Sarver. Johnson stuff, the Robert Sarver stuff, Jay Crowder. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. I know. A lot of anguish over the last five months and yes. four days, but this is, like you said, Vince, step one to moving on and and uh, starting fresh with this 22-23 season. All right, looking at some of our listener responses, what's the number th- one thing you are most looking forward to tonight against Dallas? Desert Dirtbag says attitude. I want the Suns to play pissed off at the team that bounced them from the playoffs and laughed about it. I want to see them ticked all season. I want to see proof that the result of the last two years hurt them as much as it hurt the fans. John Nybick wants to see DeAndre Ayton come out swinging 
Maybe not literally. Like, literally? like Draymond. Like Draymond Green. Maybe don't do that. But uh, Jimmy from Philly says he wants to see Luca looking like a loser <laughs> with uh, the Jim Carrey gift. La- La- who? Who's there? <laughs> yes. Okay, Nathaniel, I think, Vince, you and Nathaniel align here. He wants this game to just be over. He says it's a lose-lose tonight. The Mavs humiliated this Suns team. A win here will mean nothing for Phoenix. Win or lose, the trolling of the Suns will be unbearable tonight. Sounds like stuff you've said. Yeah, yeah. Last couple weeks or so. Uh, Joelle Decker just wants to see good, fun basketball, she says. Just the team that had so much fun playing good basketball. I'm tired of being disappointed. Kill you, Joel. All right, let's move on to our next question. Sticking with the NBA, we want your biggest lock for what's going to happen in this season and your boldest prediction. Biggest lock? Anthony Davis will hurt himself falling down. <laughs> Put money on that. I didn't get a, a chance to watch a lot of last yeah. night's game. Uh, I know he didn't shoot it well, but he got it through the game. And I did see, in the small part I watched, I did see him go to the floor a couple times and get right back up. How about that? That, Laker, won't, that the, won't continue. The Lakers, they played no defense. They had no interest in playing defense. Yeah, they're a, they're a joke. Uh, boldest prediction. I don't know. What do you got? Do you got a bold prediction? Um, John Morant's going to be the MVP. Ooh. Kevin, that's bold. Will Kevin Durant be traded? I mean, one way or the other, that's pretty bold. If you People are not going to like my MVP pick. Let's hear it. Luka Doncic. It's about time. Yeah. Not yeah. tonight. Starting in game two. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> right, 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 right. Take the night for, off. Yeah. Griff Dale makes a bold prediction. The Cleveland Cavaliers are going to win the title. Wow. Okay, that's crazy. That is bold. I am super excited about the Cavs this year, though. Uh, biggest lock. Donovan Mitchell's proven to be a real money playoff player. Give me some Mobley. <laughs> Whoa. Mo- biggest, give me Mobley. Mo Mobley. Uh, Griff Dale says the biggest lock. The Warriors might be the team on the other side of that championship fight. They're going to be really good. Brian Bowman says his lock, Anthony Davis, gets hurt and uh, misses significant time. The prediction is that the Brooklyn Nets will lose often. Durant is pissed and he wants out. (laughs) The Suns get Durant in a three or four team blockbuster trade at the deadline. I know. That's bold. Uh, This is a bold one or I don't know. Tell me if you think this is bold. Rob Nick writes in that Chris Paul will be done this year and the championship window for the Suns is shut completely. Is that closer to a bold prediction or to a lock? I think it's somewhere in the middle. 50-50? Yeah, I, I mean, all good things come to an end. And this, Are they a championship-caliber team without championship-caliber Chris Paul? I think that's a very fair question yeah, to ask at this fair point. Fair question. And the other thing you gotta, you've got you also got to face is that, that windows of opportunity in the NBA, generally teams get three real good swings at it. You miss three times, you're out. Yeah. It's generally the end of an era. So, but but a lot of that's already starting to happen now with 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 you know Jay Crowder not being part of this team and 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 it's it's kind of changing in front of us as we speak anyway. Yeah, so it is. All right, let's squeeze in this last one. Uh, talking about the Arizona Cardinals ahead of Thursday night football tomorrow. Who is feeling the most pressure to perform well against the Saints? It's a four option poll. I'm going to remove Cliff Kingsbury from it. So of these three options, what what are you shaking? Look, look at how the voting is shaking out, Jarrett. Well, remove you can remove one of the ones that's doing terrible from it then. 
All right, go. It's your, it's Who is feeling the most segment. pressure, thank you, to perform well against the Saints? <laughs> Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, or the Cardinals defense? Cliff Kingsbury, spoiler alert, has 69% of the vote right now, and I assume that's who you would have said if I had left him. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think of, of the remaining choices, I would go Kyler. I don't I don't think DeAndre Hopkins feels that way. I, I thought it was telling that um, he considered all of last year a success because even though I didn't get the catches, I got other people open. Yeah. I thought that was very on brand. Yeah. So I don't I don't think he he trips like that. I, I think this Cardinal defense is overachieving. I don't think there's any pressure on them. But I th- I think there's pressure on the quarterback, certainly. Yeah, quarterback if if we're removing Kingsbury. I, I would have voted for Kingsbury if that's still an option. But um Kyler Murray second, Hopkins third, defense fourth. <laughs> Jarrett, stop shaking your not head. Not an at option. Me. No, that was not a good question anyway, so I'm glad know, you changed it. Thank you. What 60, were the results? Close to twenty five percent across the board? Yeah, totally. Very even. Sixty nine percent again, Cliff Kingsbury. Twenty seven percent voted for Kyler Murray. Um one point seven percent for DeAndre Hopkins and another one point for the Cardinals' Mm. defense. Very tight. Very Very close. Yeah. There's pressure to be shared by everyone. Indeed. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks to everybody who participated in social studies. Coming up, are there bubbling chemistry issues between Sarah Gazelle and Jared Carlin? (laughs) I know. We're not going to talk about that. We will uh, talk football with Mark Schlereth straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. NFL analyst Mark Schlereth talks football with Bickley and Murata. Brought to you by Earnhardt Ford and Chandler. Shop local. Shop EarnhardtFord.com. Yeah, every Wednesday we talk football with Mark Schlereth, NFL on Fox, also part of our sister station in Denver, 104.3. The fan of Mark joins us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. How are you guys? Doing well. We don't have a full week to break down the Cardinals' uh, just epic failure offensively in Seattle. Uh, so we it's Thursday night football, but got to get your thoughts on it. We came in here on Monday morning expecting to talk about this offensive breakout. Instead, we talked about a team that managed a field goal on a, a sieve of a defense. How broken is this Cardinals' offense right now, Mark? Yeah, interesting, right? I mean, there is there is that aspect to, uh, you know, I always felt like this is a player. Like, uh, if we could dominate in the run game, if we could just impose our will, and you know, and 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 at the end of the day, even if you didn't score a lot of points, you felt really good about what you did, right? Mm-hmm. Dominate the line of scrimmage because there's nothing more demoralizing for a defense than for you to line up and just go four yards. Six yards, two yards, eight yards, ten yards, five yards, running, and there's the you know, like a fight amongst each other, and you know you're just winning that battle of attrition, and you're wearing them out. Like there's nothing better than that. And for I think for you know I think for as I watched the Arizona Cardinals, I went and watched them in their game last week. It never feels like they can just line up and bully you. It always feel, like everything to me feels like feels like hey, if we're going to make a play, it's got to be some big play in the passing game or some trick play or Kyler Murray scrambling around and getting 30 yards or 40 yards on a run. It doesn't ever feel like there's any ability to lean on somebody, right, to really tire somebody out. So at the end of the day, when you give up those plays, it usually is one of those things in defense you go, oh, well, screw it. You're like, they get, hey, they got us on that one, or we busted a coverage, or all oh, that little, you know, mighty might scrambled out of there and got us, but we had it completely shut down otherwise. So there's nothing demoralizing about it. And to me, I just feel like that collegiate 
type offense. It just doesn't do anything. Like everything is spread. You know, I mean, I, I, uh, what's the tight end you guys got from Colorado State? Trey McBride. Um, what's his name? Trey McBride. Yeah, McBride. I mean, you put him in the backfield and he rolls out to like a. <laughs> you're running a. You're running a play. It's a. Uh, uh, it's just a. It's a standard play. He's like lined up at fullback and. And you know you're you're split flow on a tight zone, and he gets crushed by some also ran linebacker shoved in the backfield, ass over tea kettle, <laughs> and you know you're, and you're making you're like like everybody like even your tight ends are wide receivers at Arizona. It just doesn't it just doesn't feel like NFL football to me. No, it doesn't. And they've if you go and you look at the draft resources that have been allocated to wide receivers and tight ends, it's it's amazing how much they're throwing at this thing, hoping it works, and it isn't. Um, just on Monday, Cliff Kingsbury said, yeah, if it'll help us win, maybe I, I wouldn't be against giving up play calling duties to somebody else and maybe backing off of that. What do you see of that? Theoretically, is that is that generally a decent solution for a for a, an alleged head coach or is that a, a, a bigger sign of problems here in Arizona? No, it's something to me. It's something that, uh, you know, it takes one. It takes humility to be able to do that and to recognize that maybe what I'm doing isn't the right thing. Um, and that's what they did uh, when they started off the season at, I think, 2-5 and five in Philadelphia last year. Nick Sirianni handed over the play-calling duties to Shane Steichen and said, hey, man, you take over because I can't manage the football game properly. Like, I, it's, I'm blinded by, you know, by the myopic vision I have of actually calling plays. And I'm not, I'm not expanding kind of the global view I have of the game um, to to manage my entire football team. And since that time, you know, they ran, they they ran through it and uh, and got into the playoffs last year, and you know, undefeated this year. And you know, I've sat down, I've had two games, I've called two of their games, and um, it takes a certain amount of humility to be able to say, hey, listen, I can't do, I can't do both. And Nick has just been like, I'm not, I'm not very good doing both. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think that I think there's there's a, a real a real point of humility involved in that. And sometimes you got to step away. And, and man, I, I played for Mike Shanahan, won back to back world championships. With Mike Shanahan, and I was there. You know, when Mike Shanahan won, you know, frustrated afternoon in Seattle, handed over the play calling duties to Gary Kubiak. I mean, all of a sudden, I just said, hey, Coops, you take it, man. There's nothing I'm calling is working. You, you've got a different perspective. You call it. And, I, I, you know, I've seen that. But that's Mike, that's Mike Shanahan. Yeah, yeah so, how about you know, it? Sometimes, sometimes you got to do that stuff. Mark Schlereth, NFL on Fox 104.3, the fan. Uh, he, we talk football with him every Wednesday here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings. Uh, we've focused a lot on what's happening on your, in your neck of the woods in Denver because it's a fascinating story with this Russell Wilson thing. I will say this. Monday Night Football, uh, Chargers, Broncos, made me hate the sport a little bit. Uh, watching those two coaches go at it with their dink and dunk offenses. But bigger picture, I mean, how hot is it on, on Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett right now in Denver? Because that has been really hard to watch. Dude, yeah, hey, guys, can I tell you on, on, on um, shoot, on Monday, uh, I had a physical. I went in for my annual physical. Mm-hmm. And... Um, my prostate exam was more pre- pleasurable than the Broncos Monday night offensive performance. Like I was signed up for another one, uh, as opposed to having to watch that direct again. It, it's awful. It is it, like watching Russell Wilson play quarterback right now is like watching a rookie. 
Yeah. That's that's how bad it is. It is awful. Just awful. And, you know, I, I think there's a point in, you know, for, for the organization, from the organizational standpoint, there's a point where um, the head coach has to be an adult, right? And, and when your kids do something, like when your kids break curfew or your kids, you know, like they, they, they break your trust, right? You, you, you take things away from them. Like right now, hey, Russell, you want to be in shotgun and you want to be Drew Brees or you want to be Tom Brady and orchestrate from the pocket? Guess what? You're not good. So that, that, that has to be taken away from you. We're going to get under center and we're going to do the things you can do. You know, as opposed to, hey, like, we're going to figure it out and keep doing the same old thing over and over and over again. Yeah. I mean, like, I, you rush it two times in overtime, you get nine yards, and then you get in shotgun and Oof. throw. Like, here's the deal. Now, I'm not a genius. By any stretch of the imagination, I'm not even smart. I'm, I'm a general <laughs> studies major from the University of Idaho, which means my education is an inch deep and a mile wide. No specific <laughs> questions. I can only answer general questions. Like I, I know that about myself, but I do know this. I talk to defensive coordinators every week, and every week they tell me this. we got to shut down the run game so that we can make them one-dimensional. Because when you're two-dimensional, it's harder to defend you than when you're one-dimensional. So you tell me, why are we at third down and one, and all of a sudden we get into shotgun and empty? Yeah. Like, like, wait, well, you just did my job for me. <laughs> so it's not just, it's not just, uh-huh. you know, the playing, it's the coaching as well. Like, guys, we, like, I don't know what we're trying to do, but whatever we're trying to do, it's not working. So we need to fix it. It doesn't seem that bad. I don't know. Maybe I'm stupid, but it just doesn't no. seem that hard. No, it, and it shouldn't be. And yet it's just it's unbelievable. And people are listening to Russell Wilson and, and the way he just his unfailing positivity. After a while, that's got to wear his teammates out, doesn't it? <laughs> I would think. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons he's not in Seattle, you know, and and the other thing and the other thing is I, I get it. You know, you're going to be positive about everything. Um but at some point, you got to look at yourself really critically, you know, and the tone deafness of, um, you know, I mean, it's all about, hey, you know, I show up to the stadium and, man, do I look good in my Gucci suit with my bag and, you know, and everything's a promo shot and I'm tweeting it out. You're like, at some point, you got to play well, don't you? It just, it, it looks, mm-hmm. it just looks horrendous. Yeah. And, um and, you know, I mean, I, I was sitting here one going, well, hey, listen, as long as you're playing great quarterback, like we understand the, the quirkiness or we understand the well, – like I, I get all that stuff. I get that that's part of, you know, who you are. But it came with you got to play well. Like, and it's getting it, – it's getting – you know, here it's getting late early. I mean, people are people are already tired of it. So, you know, you, you lose a game which was maybe the worst game ever played on a Thursday night to the – to the Colts, and the next day you're you got your three hat. Hey, threes! Like what threes? What are threes? Like uh, threes? Come on out and get your new Russell Wilson hat. Like, <laughs> like the tone deafness of you. You just you just set football back fifty years, and now you're marking your three hat. Like how about we how about we pump the brakes and and before we market these hats, how about we win a game? Uh, uh, you know, it, how about we actually. I don't know, produce on offense. (laughs) 
<laughs> Mark, uh, until next week, thank you so much. Yeah. Always a pleasure to Enjoy talk that football prostate with you. exam, brother. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, hey, I scheduled another one just because I liked it so much. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you next See week, you, Mark. Mark Schler at NFL on Fox 104.3. The fan of Denver. He joined us on the Arizona Sports Line. Uh, before we hit the break, Jarrett, you got a, a little physical manual labor to do right now. Spin the wheel. Start, sit, cut, NBA edition. Ooh, season opener edition. I'll do start, sit, cut next. Pickley and Murata mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to Bickley Emirata Mornings, everyone. Great to have you with us as we head to our website, ArizonaSports.com, to take a look at our poll question. And no surprise, on the day that the Suns tip off their regular season, we are asking about the Suns and making some predictions, guys. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata, how far will the Phoenix Suns make it this season? Four options for you to vote on, and this is all assuming that they do make it to the playoffs. They make it to the NBA Finals. Ooh. They make it to the Conference Finals. They make it to the Conference Semis or the first round. They did not put no playoffs as an option. Uh, I'll, I'll vote first. I'll say that with the status of the roster, they're going to make it to the Western Conference Semifinals. I'll go one step. They'll make up for last year's misstep, and they'll get to the Conference Finals. Mm. And that is just dripping with optimism. <laughs> yeah. But can't we do that on day of course one? You can. Yeah. Sure. Of course you can. If there's a day to have it, Today is it. All Tomorrow right. might be a different tune. But we will find out, won't we? <laughs> 35% of our voters say the Suns will make it to the first round of the playoffs. 27% say the conference semis. 21% say the NBA finals. 17% say the conference finals. All right. What was the percentage on win it all? Uh, 21%. Mm. To get to the finals. There's no actual wow. championship. We're re- even in fantasy, yeah, we're, we're not going there. We're going to win a championship yeah. in no. a hypothetical fantasy format. You can just get to the finals, that's all. Welcome to Phoenix, everyone. Indeed. Thank you, Sarah. That's today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it right now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Bickley and Murata want to know, who would you start, sit, or cut? I haven't done this in a while. NBA Preview Edition, as concocted by Jarrett Carlin. Mm, concocted. Absolutely. Are you okay? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yes, I'm going to ask you um, a series of questions here. I'll give you three options. You'll have to tell me which you will start, sit, and cut, ranking them one through three, essentially. And this is all NBA preview edition, and we'll start with some Suns. And I'm going to ask you some award winner questions here. Which is most likely Devin Booker wins the MVP this year? Mikel Bridges wins Defensive Player of the Year this year. Or Cam... Johnson? Johnson wins Most Improved Player of the Year this year. Starts a cut. Okay, uh, me first. I will will vote Mikael Bridges. I'll start Mikael Bridges Defensive Player of the Year. I will sit Devin Booker MVP, and I'm going to cut Cam... Johnson? 
I love this trend. <laughs> yeah, longer and longer. It's let's the go. greatest. Pretty soon we're just going to be killing minutes at a time. <laughs> I'm sure. People are like, what's the matter with I'm you? going a different order than Bic. All right. Um, I think with his elevated status and uh, increased playing time, and he was, you know, uh, close to a six-man winner last year. I'm going. I'm going to start Cam Johnson, most improved player. Ooh. I'm going to sit Devin Booker, MVP, and I'm going to cut Mikel Bridges, defensive player. And they're going to. That's not going to help the Suns in re-signing him next year. No, or at least the numbers. That's uh, won't help. kind of the danger in handling things the way they handled them. Yep. Okay. A couple. <laughs> <laughs> a couple more uh, MVP uh, questions for you here. Uh, most likely to win their third MVP. This season. Mm-hmm. Start sick cut. Steph Curry, Nikola Jokic, or Giannis? Uh, I'll go first on this one. I'm going to. I'm going to start Giannis. I'm going to sit Nikola Jokic. And I'm going to cut Steph Curry. Interesting. I'm going to start Giannis. I'm going to sit Steph Curry. I'm going to cut Jokic. Uh, to win three, so anti-Jokic. To win three in a I row. I, I, mean, I don't like his game. I'll be honest. I how, don't. How many people have ever won three MVPs in a row? Larry Bird did it. Larry Bird. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain. And Bill Russell. Very, very, Bill very Russell. elite small. Yeah. All right. Well, then, most likely to win their first MVP this season. Joel Embiid. Luka Doncic, John Morant. I will start Luka Doncic. I will sit John Morant. I'll cut Joel Embiid. Hmm. We're both starting the same person. This trend of foreign-born players winning MVP is right. something else. It is. And I think it's going to be another one. I'm going to start Luka. I'm going to sit Joel Embiid. And I'm going to cut Ja. Ja, 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 Ja. All right, I'm going to ask you. dropping. I'm going to ask you to do some uh, predicting and a little bit of math here. Um, most wins, okay? Most wins this season. Start, sit, cut. The teams in Southern California, the teams in Northern California, the teams in New York. So the Clippers and the Lakers, the Warriors and the Kings, or the Nets and the Knicks. Most combined wins. I'm going to, this might surprise you, I'm going to start New York. Mm. So you think Brooklyn bounces back? And no, Knicks? you know what? I'm changing it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to start Southern California. Ooh. I'm going to sit New York, and I'm going to cut Northern California. Just because the Kings you think will be terrible? Yeah, they're going to win 34 games again. Yeah, Kings aren't going to be good. Lakers will win more than the Kings. I'm going to uh, I'm going to start New York. I'm going to sit Southern California, cut Northern California. It's hard to get any kind of read on what the Knicks will be. They did add Brunson. They were good two years ago. Mm-hmm. They were not good last year, so who knows? Bounce back year for Julius Randle. All right, last one. The... Uh, what's that the Frenchman's name? Victor Yobanyama. Yobanyama. Wemby. It's actually in you French. Got a couple of the vowel sounds correct. In, pr- in French, it's pronounced. <laughs> um, <laughs> you really did take some weird pills today, didn't you? <laughs> today? <laughs> hey, I bought those Tootsie? pills. <laughs> I are bought, you in the concussion protocol? Yeah, are you in the protocol, dude? <laughs> I bought those pills at the back of a van in an alley. There's nothing weird about them. Though. Thank you for supporting my business. <laughs>
Uh, so most likely to get the to tank the hardest, get the number one picks. Who will be the worst team in the NBA? Starts a cut. The Oklahoma City Thunder, the Houston Rockets, somebody else, and the somebody else you could tell me if you think. Uh, you're starting on this one, Ben. I, I think you are. Oh. No, I actually I am. Okay. Come to think of it, um, I don't know. I will start. The Rockets sit the Thunder and cut somebody else? I'm starting somebody else. Who is it? The San Antonio Spurs. Oh, boy, that's hard to... Just because you think they're taking for it. 27 of Greg Popovich. Yeah. That is a perfect Popovich player. He's going to set up Beckham and nicely with oh, Victor Wendell. Oh, look at that. Uh, I'll start San Antonio. I just I can't see them... Not no, I think Vinny's on to something. Yeah. I'll sit Oklahoma City and I'll cut Houston. Although, unlike San Antonio, the Thunder and the Rockets are still going to be fun to watch this year. I saw a whole... Even without Chet Holmgren for the Thunder. Well, a whole article about uh, Victor Mambanyama. Yeah. Mambo number five. <laughs> Victor Mambo number five. And uh, Chet Holmgren, a new uh, a Twin Towers that they all have this big plan for. Yeah. Next year. Uh, that would be quite know. the Twin Towers. But, Jerry, you should learn his name. He's a really good, Victor Yem- really good player. I knew it. I knew it before today, and now I'm panicking because I didn't <laughs> write it down. Victor Yem. Wembenyama. Wembenyama. Okay. Yes. It's actually really not that difficult. Wemb- it just looks no, it's scary. not. It's not, but it, I had the Y's and W's all out of order there. <laughs> There like, you go. As I usually do. <laughs> Just punch that up on the computer at yyy. Jared, as somebody who cooks for his family, do you mess up recipes the way you mess up segments? <laughs> I don't do you use. Like, do you no, like no, no, forget no. to put ingredients and stuff? I don't. I don't. I I, I don't use recipes really. No, that does you not shock me at all. all by, it's by feel. All by feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, now that's impressive. But that, that is, that's, that's impressive. There's two. You've never tasted his cooking. <laughs> In college, that happened twice. With my roommate was making dinner for us. I think I might have told this once. He was he made pumpkin pie, uh-huh. and he forgot to put sugar in it. Oh boy. Oh. So it was just pumpkin oh. chunks oh. in the crust. <laughs> God, that sounds but we didn't know it till we started like taking a big bite of it. And, and then the other time he was making fettuccine Alfredo, and he was went to put the uh, garlic powder in it, and the garlic we had one of those big ones, and the top wasn't screwed on, and the whole thing poured in it. <laughs> And he, he could, just mixed it up, and he didn't tell. He didn't tell you. So, and it, you know, it was just like that bitter, burnt, like garlic. Yeah. When we took our first oh, bite. Uh-huh. Mess. All right, there's a start, sit, cut. Now <laughs> I'm not hungry now <laughs> at all. Uh, coming up next, uh, some final thoughts, including the lamest hype song in the history of sports hype songs. Straight ahead, Bickley and Murata mornings, ninety-eight seven FM, the. Local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Weekly and Murata. Song of the day. Favorite band of the show. You know the name of this band. Oh, we do. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> you really don't do that anymore. Isn't that funny? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's going to be in the montage on Friday. Um, we're playing this for a reason. We are. 37 this- years ago today, this video dropped, as they say. 
revolutionary video in 1985. Yeah, it was. With the the animation and everything. It still, it holds up today if you watch the video. It's still really cool. Really well done. Yeah. Uh, I was never crazy about this song, quite honestly. But it was huge. This song went to number one in eight different countries. I just couldn't believe how many girls fell in love with a cartoon character. Well, I guess he did become real at the end of it. You're talking about the... Fox Robin Hood from Disney's Robin Hood in the 70s? No. I assumed he met Simba. <laughs> How many men fell in love with Jessica Rabbit? I mean, these were things that happened. Was, was in love the right term there? Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's not right. <laughs> this, this song went number one in eight different countries, including the U.S. They had one other 20, top 20 hit, and then one that hit the top 50, and that was it. And you know what? They've got a new album dropping oh, later this Thank week. You. Not. In wow. like three days, I got a they new album do- coming out. What? Yeah. There's a cartoon oh. in the music video. Old bands never the, die and they never this fade away. It's a black and white You've cartoon. Seen it. Yeah, it gets like sucked in. The, the woman gets like pulled into, into a like, comic book. Yeah. It's like a com- It's oh. like graphic art right. kind yeah. of style. I'll have to watch that. It's really cool. You've never seen it? No. Oh, you youngins. I, what year did this song come out? 1985. Yeah. 1985! This, this song is now the same age as Chris Paul. <gasps> She's, How will it age from this point? Strong. You have to remember that Sarah is the only only one in her 30s on this show. Very young. Yeah. Thank goodness somebody is. There you go. That's, uh, I, take, I, I also didn't like that it wasn't take me on, take on me. That's just wrong word uh, it order. Is. It really. Terrible structure. <laughs> uh, take on me by Aha. Shut Jared up. Today's or up, shut Jared. That's what it means. <laughs> Up shut, Jared. <laughs> Fruithead? That's today's song of the day. <laughs> Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Spoon meat. <laughs> uh, I got a daily dose of Vinito trivia for you. With the uh, League Championship Series here in Major League Baseball, um, in history, can you name the most frequent matchups in both the ALCS and the NLCS in history? The championship series started in 1969. So in the AL, there's one one matchup between two teams that's happened four times. In the National League, there's two matchups that have happened five times. Yankees-Red Sox. No, good oh. guess. That's happened three. Yankees-Athletics. No. I'll give you the years. 76, 77, 78, and 1980. Four times in a five-year span. Reds-Phillies? No, no, this is the AL. Oh, just the AL? AL? I, yeah, thought yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were, were doing we'll that. Move, we'll move to the National okay. League. Uh, no, no, no. So the American League, so 76 would have had to have been the Yankees. So it had been the Yankees and the... What are we talking about here? The Orioles were nope. good then. They were in the same division. Well, I'm saying instead of the Yankees. Hmm. Well, the Yankees won the World Series in 77 and 78, so you know they were one of the teams. Come on, Jerry. They, 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 they you remember these teams. 1980, they were John in Mayberry. <laughs> Frank oh, the Royals. Yes. The Royals. Wow. Yes. They're so out of your minds. Yes. That even... That's a good trivia the, question. The two in the National League that each met five times. This was hard. I, I don't... 
A lot of it happened before my uh, knowledge, oh. but Reds versus Pirates five times. Oh yeah, Willie Stargell and the Dodgers versus the Phillies hey, five Parker. times. Oh, okay. Interesting. I have another alternate trivia question for you that I thought was cool. The only major league team that has never lost in a league cha- uh, lost a game in a league championship series. Colorado Rockies. 4-0 all-time in the league championship series. The team they beat for, nothing? The Diamondbacks. The Arizona Diamondbacks. That was the year uh, that the, uh, the Rockies finished the season winning like 25 out of 26 games And or then something. they swept the D-backs, and then they got swept by the Red Sox in the World Series. There's all the league championship series trivia you'll ever need. What happens in the Suns game tonight? Suns win. Suns win. Suns win. <laughs> no question about it. <laughs> There's going to be some sort of chant anti-Luca in nature oh, today boy. at the game. That's my that's my prediction. Uh-oh. Thanks to Al McCoy, Mark Schlereth. We will catch you tomorrow. Wolf and Luke up next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Woohoo! Have a great day.